Interesting one for you today. I hopped on with Jason Burke of Locked On A's on Tuesday afternoon. We discussed Monday's Sean Murphy trade, how we felt about it after we had 24 hours to sleep on it, and from Oakland's perspective, why they would have taken this deal over perhaps some of the different offers that were reportedly out there, like from the Cardinals. Uh, Interesting conversation. Hope you enjoy. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 507 of the Locked On A's Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burkett. On today's show, I'm talking to Lindsey Crosby, so let's bring him on. How's it going, Lindsay? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. It's a busy time of year right now. It's always oh, yeah. fun to be here and uh, and talk prospects with you guys because I feel like that's uh that's kind of what you're about right now. Yeah, it, this is your favorite trade of the offseason so far, so that's got to be uh, super great. We'll get into that here in a second, but before we do, uh, thank you everybody for making Locked On A's and Locked On MLB prospects your first listen of the day. We're both both of us available. Uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, like, comment, subscribe over there, set the alerts so that uh, you, you know when we post because it's all the time. You can follow me over at ByJasonB on Twitter. The show is at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. Lindsay, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show is on Twitter at LockedOnFarm. Obviously, you can find us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have questions for the show, prospects at gmail.com. We do that mailbag every single Monday. That is a, that's a fun time, too, because uh, I, I'm always waiting to hear about prospects. And you, you got to, I mean, your whole show is prospects, but you can also write in and find out what you want to know. If, if you're an A's fan and you want to know more about this trade from Lindsay and have like a specific question that I don't ask here, uh, you can just write to Lindsay. Why not? It's a great idea. Go do Direct that. line. Literally comes straight to me. So there you go. All right. So I, I spoiled a little bit. You said that this is your favorite trade that the A's have ever made. Um, this is sarcasm. Um, first impressions of this deal. What were you thinking as you were getting this piece by piece? I know that uh, a lot of Twitter were dunking on the A's the entire time. So wh- where did you fall? That was the hard part, right? The the stuff is trickling in, and as things are trickling in, the two things that I'm watching for is what the A's are getting back, and th- because that's obviously going to be the prospects. Yeah. And then when I heard the Brewers are part of the trade, I'm like, okay, what are they giving up? And I kept waiting for both of those things to fill out some more, and they kind of never did. And Same. so when I got the 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 tweet that said final trade. And it was all three parts. I kind of stopped and I was like, why were the Brewers in this? And the that was that that was it for the A's. Like that was that was the return. Mm-hmm. And and I've had 24 hours to sit on it now. Uh, the show that I put out for for Tuesday, I think was titled like possibly the worst A's trade ever. Uh, I, I I hated it at first. I did not like it at first. And it, to me, it was one of those you didn't like. You gave up the best player by far in Sean Murphy. And people who don't understand that, like, I'm sure you've heard it play, but let's reiterate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the, the, the three best catchers in baseball from an offensive perspective, the three closest comps from, like, WRC Plus and the hitting profile 
for Sean Murphy was JT Realmuto, mm-hmm. Francisco Lindor, and Carlos Correa. And Carlos yeah. Correa is about to sign a massive free agent contract. And how much so, is Sean Murphy going to cost? $3.5 million? He's a he's $20 million less than any of those guys. Exactly. While giving you that production like, and also being a catcher. It's amazing. And being a very, very good defensive catcher. I mean, he's he's one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. And so... Like it's a very, very good trade for Atlanta, a team that was very strong offensively at catcher, but defensively, Travis Darno is up, you know, above average, but William Contreras was below average. So it like it brings them up to a new tier of production offensively and defensively. But I was underwhelmed by the return, and I think a lot of it was because of some of the feelings I had about Asturi Ruiz. Uh, I, I I still don't necessarily know if I valued him correctly, but from everything that I've read, people that I've talked to, the A's are very high on the potential mm-hmm. of Asteri Ruiz. And so that was the main catalyst to get this deal done. It's interesting. When you look at the reported package that they were talking to the Cardinals about, yeah, it was it was a lot more impactful players as far as a Gordon Graceffo, possibly a Nolan Gorman. I mean, it was, it was more impactful players than Asteri Ruiz and Kyle Muller, but... They're happy with what Asturi Ruiz can do, provided he reaches his potential. That's potential's the big thing with Asturi Ruiz, right? He he's he's on his fourth organization now uh, since he was a 2015 IFA, which is always a little bit concerning. But if you look at what he did last year, still a younger player. I think he's 23 now. Yeah. Uh, everything kind of came together. 114 games in the minors, 332, 447, 526. 16 home runs, 49 extra base hits, uh, 94 strikeouts to 70 walks, and 85 of 99 on (laughs) stolen bases. Uh, Oakland fans know a little bit about guys that can steal a lot of bases. Mm -hmm. Um, The speed is real. I think that's one of the things that I was underrating is I wasn't properly giving him credit for, uh, you know, something close to 80 grade speed. I kind of had him as a 65. Like, I'm like, yeah, he's he's really fast. But I don't think I understood exactly how fast he was until I went back and watched some film. So you have to feel good about, about the offensive profile as far as the contact ability and as far as the speed to use it. I can just picture this giant ballpark putting one in the alley and he's just running for days. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was in the 98th percentile in sprint speed. He only played like 17 games in the majors, but uh, that's that's good. He could also... Very, very potentially improve upon that. <laughs> um, and I, I think MLB Pipeline, I think it was them, they, they had the, the 80 grade speed. So I was like, oh, okay. So he, he can run. And yeah. I, I tweeted this out from Locked On A's. Um, I, I feel like my theory here is that the A's realized that the last time that they lost 100 games, it was the year that Ricky Henderson debuted. But he, it wasn't a full season. So going into his first full season, they, they, they needed somebody like a Ricky Henderson. So they, they went and got a guy that stole 85 bases last year in the minors. And we're like, yeah, so now we're just repeating history 40 years later. Done. So they got their Ricky Henderson. I'm not saying he's Ricky Henderson. I'm just saying he stole a lot of friggin' bases last year. And they, they said that it wasn't part of why they were targeting Ruiz. But maybe that's just them not trying to show their hand. But there are rule changes coming to the big leagues. You can't throw over to first base all the time. He He might be able to steal some bases in the big leagues. And if he can get on base, that is, that that's going to be the tricky part because his hard hit rate, not great, but can he put the ball where he wants? 
Let's see. That That's going to be the question, I think, for at least initially in 2023. Can he guide the ball around what, however they shift him? Yeah, and and in in previous years in the minors, uh, you you touch on the power not necessarily being there. He has really good bat speed, decent raw power, but he struggled with swing decisions out of the zone. Uh, and and when you see the turnaround in the profile, mm-hmm. in the batting average, in the on base, and then in the power numbers. It comes from better pitch discernment, not chasing and making quality, not necessarily a barrel, but getting quality contact on the balls that he did uh, get a hold of. Now, if he catches something middle, middle, you know, can he pull it out? Yes. But I think the, the, the proper way to think about this for next year is, and, and Steamer does a really good job right now of kind of projecting out what they expect from him. He's going to strike out about 20% of the time, but he's going to walk 8 to 10% of the time. He's going to bat probably around 250 with a slugging probably just under 400. But he's going to steal 30-plus bases. He's probably going to be able to get to 10 home runs, and he's, he's going to consistently be able to take additional bases. Now, defensively, I do want to warn you, He's probably at least next year going to grade out a little bit negatively on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something he he started off in the infield. They converted them from short to second, and then from second to the outfield because his hands weren't great, making the exchange and things like that. His arm is a little bit below average, and he tons of speed, but he's still learning the reads, the routes, the reactions that you need to see from a center fielder. That's kind of how we evaluate what a center field prospect can do: is the read off the ball. Uh, the reaction that the physical reaction that they have, the timeliness, timeliness of that, and then the quality of the route they take to the ball. He's still working on all three of those things. So, not going to be an amazing defender up front, but he has the physical tools as far as the athleticism, the speed, and the baseball instincts to get there. So, a little bit of a work in progress, but if you, but once the, the defense comes in, if you can work on getting some of that raw power into games. He projects out to be, I mean, a, a an above average center fielder. And the whole question on the ceiling is, where does the power go? I'm very intrigued by him. And this is something that I've talked about a little bit, but with, specifically with Ruiz, his, you know, if you, if you use baseballtradevalues.com, it, as I say all the time, it is a tool, not gospel. The A's right. very much lost this trade according to the tool. But I tried to I tried to put it in and it actually rejected it because <laughs> it, it said there no. wasn't enough going back to the to the athletics. I I tried to put this in as a three way trade and it's yeah. like you need another more value going this way for us to validate this trade. I'm like, well, that's not great. But I, I think that for a team like the A's, they need to get some guys before they really you know burst onto the scene and are not tradable players for the teams that they're trying to acquire them from, mm-hmm. and. The, the A's could end up doing well in this trade. It depends on how these guys develop and how the A's coaching staff coaches these guys up and gets them to grow. As of right now, not looking good. It could end up being a decent trade for the A's. Uh, we'll see. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there. Uh, pro football, college bowl season's going on right now. Uh, basketball, college and pro. The World Cup is, I still think, not finished yet. So head over to betonline.net. They've got everything. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today. 
or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you uh, for taking a break with us. And uh, welcome back to Locked On A slash Locked On MLB Prospects show. If you guys are enjoying the show so far, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channels at Locked On MLB Prospects, I believe, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. right? yep. And Locked On A's on YouTube. Uh, I'm at Locked On A's on Twitter and on Instagram and also at by Jason B for the personal account on Twitter. Lindsay, where can the people find you one more time? Uh, I am at Crosby Baseball. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Farm. And again, mailbag questions, locked into movie prospects at gmail.com. All right. So Dan's got some pitchers. Salinas yes. seems interesting. I want to start with him because why not? Um, he, he can strike guys out real well, but his ERA was, he was fine. And also he, it, it was like a four or yeah, it was roughly four, I believe in high a, which I'm like, ah, sure. He, he struck out a bunch of guys, but his ERA was kind of whatever. And his command is kind of iffy. What, what can you tell me about him and the rest of the guys that the A's got from the Braves? Okay. So River Salinas, big thing here. Well, I guess a few things to note. One, uh, tons of plus pitches, right? I mean, he has three pitches that I would call plus or better. Uh, second thing you need to know is he might be listed at 63205, and that is not entirely correct. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of, of respect given to him and a little bit of, of a margin there. So, okay, so the, the, the pitches, the things to know about this, he had one of the better pitches, the, the better fastballs in the Braves system. Sits around 95 or so, 94, 95. It's a four-seamer. He can touch 98 with it. And what I like is, one, it carries really well up in the zone. I think we've talked about this before, but fastballs up in the, up in the zone, a lot of hitters struggle with those. That's kind of been one of the new analytical things. Uh, to like really good spin to it as well, and it gets a ton of induced vertical break. So, so he can he can either throw it up in the zone and still land it for a strike, or he can aim it kind of middle middle and have it come under your bat a bit when you swing over it. Uh, to go along with that, there's there's so he used to have a sweepy slider and like a slow loopy curveball, and the Braves tweaked and manipulated that a bit. So now he's got a gyro slider that sits anywhere from 87 to 90. And then he's got like a hammer curveball, And this thing just completely falls off the table at the very last minute. Uh, both of them do a really good job at missing pitches. He's better at landing the slider for a strike than the curveball. And so kind of the way he'll attack a hitter is he'll throw a fastball up in the zone and then he can land a slider for a strike, maybe down, maybe down and, away bottom corner of the zone things like that or if you're watching high for the fastball he can drop a curveball down below the zone fool your eyes you're going to swing over it. kind of what he does the issue here and you touched on it when you mentioned some of the stats is the control isn't quite where it needs to be 63 walks last year so like five and a half walks per nine mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it comes down to the curveball missing out of the zone low and the fastball missing out of the zone high, even though it has break to it. He just can't always get those to land where he wants them to land. So it's something where if you can work on the control and he keeps his conditioning, good way to put that, I guess, he keeps his conditioning under control, you're looking at a really good like number three middle rotation stuff possibly a number two at like the 95th percentile of outcomes. But you have to get the control under 
control. <laughs> but a but better way to say that. And he has to stay on top of the the physical development mm-hmm. to to not to not get uh, out of shape. I say that yep. round is a shape, but to to, <laughs> to 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 not have issues using his athleticism because of his body composition. Let's word it that way. I like it. Uh, all right. So then the A's also got uh, lefty Kyle Muller, who. Sure, I guess he's he struggled in his bit in the in the big leagues, and that worries me because the A's always seem to go after those guys, and then then they don't pan out. So we we've been down this road before. What, what's up with Kyle Muller? So think of, and they're not the same pitcher; they're different pitchers. But think about for a 90th percentile outcome. Think of Kyle Wright. So okay. let let MLB in wins from the Braves last year and had a situation where had struggled when he came up and the situation you have, whenever you get a pitcher from the Braves or some of those uh, contending organizations every year is you don't really have the ability for a pitcher to learn on the job. Mm -hmm. And so that's something Kyle Wright struggled with in previous years. Kyle Muller has struggled with it in 21 and 22. I think he's had a grand total of something like 11 starts at the big league level. Mm -hmm. ERA's over five on these, but when you look at just his stuff, uh, I mean, one, incredibly big, like huge body, 6'7", 250. He's a big boy coming out of high school. And so fastball is, I'd give it like a 70 grade. Uh, sits 95, 96. He can get into the, the, the upper 90s with it, 98, 99. He's got really good extension because he's 6'7". So obviously the better extension you have, the more the pitch plays up from where you're throwing it. Um, Again, really good up in the zone, something a lot of Braves pitchers just kind of have. Uh, the slider, I'd I, I call it a plus pitch. Uh, Curveballs above average. They, they tend to blend together at times. The velocity difference is the big thing there, but they're both really good pitches. And then changeup is, uh, it's, it's solid. He only throws it to righties. It's yep. something where he just, he just needs another pitch to get a righty out, but great velocity for a lefty. Um, Walks, a little bit of a question here too. You know, the slider's kind of a hard slider, but I've 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 seen him. He walked more than 12% of guys as far as um 21, even a little bit into 22. Uh he simplified his windup a bit that he doesn't go completely over the top now. Uh helped a little bit, but it's something where tons of upside, you just have to kind of work on the control. And if the control doesn't round around, I think he's a closer, but uh, the fastball slider combo is too good to to not work at the big league level. I'm also a little bit nervous because when Atlanta sends a pitcher out, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, Atlanta's really good at developing these guys. He never really got a chance in Atlanta in 2022, and they threw a lot of pitchers at the big league level. It's like, well, why didn't he? And and then are you the ones that are they're going to unlock it? I think Obviously. maybe having consistent playing time could help because. This stuff you just have to kind of learn it naturally, and he's going to get consistent playing time in Oakland. And they they they, they got one more pitcher. What well, what do you think about him about Tarnock? Freddie Tarnock. Okay, so I just I I'd like to do the whole capsule thing, but real quick, I don't I don't understand why the changeup isn't as good. I'm sorry, the the curveball wasn't as good last year as it was previously. So. Um, I I'd say the fastball is probably a 65 grade. It's a really good fastball. Uh, not you know, again, right around that 94, 95 thing can touch 98 with it. He's a righty, so the velocity isn't as notable, but still you love you know, something like that. 
Um, again, really good carry, induced vertical break on it. That characteristic Braves kind of profile of pitcher there. Uh, but the curveball, 12 to 6 curveball, used to be the best curveball in the system. Last year, it only kind of looked above average, and I don't really know why. Uh, I know that the Braves wanted him to work on the slider and the changeup. They were both kind of fringe to average. The Braves like were really pushing the slider. So yeah. I don't know if maybe he, he lost some of the feel for the curveball because he was throwing the slider so much. Uh, but both of those are kind of fringe to average. So the question is, where's the third pitch? Um, he can When he's on, he can kind of dominate with that fastball. Again, very good pitch, good spin, good, good, good carry to it. Uh, when the when the curveball is is on, it's a great one two punch. He doesn't always mechanically stay synced up. Kind of struggles sometimes as far as uh, losing the kinetic chain. So his his foot may come down uh, before the before the the arm hits forty five degrees, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, little minor mechanical stuff that guys figure out as they just have more consistency. He didn't really go super deep into games too. I think he averaged. Like at Gwinnett in AAA last year, he averaged something like four innings per start. Mm. And so it's yeah. a thing where, uh, one, you struggle with learning how to navigate a lineup two and three times. But then also, you don't, you're don't you not necessarily always long enough to keep the mechanics solid. And yeah. so a little bit of consistency, a little development to do there. He's got a couple minor league options. So you can start him in the minors, bring him up, send him back down as you need to. But uh, the stuff is there. I think worst case scenario, you're looking at a, uh, a high leverage reliever who can dominate with the fastball and then just throw a curveball to go along with it versus having to try to master a slider and change as well. But still, I mean, I still want him to try as a starter. I still think that there's starter potential in there. I'm intrigued. I mean, they, I know that you know, uh, that the A's were getting bashed, but they, there's some upside here, and mm-hmm. the A's have been good with pitching in the past. I know that they're not maybe not as good as the Braves because the Braves, uh, <laughs> they 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 know what they're doing over there, but. They have hit on some some pitchers before, so I'm intrigued by the return. Uh, we'll see what happens here, and uh, pretty soon, I mean, coming up, we're going to be talking about where this trade lands the A's farm system, so stay locked in. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. Picture this. You're at a holiday party, hanging out with some friends, and you're putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even if you do, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You total your car? You lose your job? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, That still doesn't stop everybody from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. If you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get it right. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So let's get into it, Lindsay. Where do you think, what did this do for the A's farm system? You said that they were roughly middle, that they could be middle of the pack, maybe top 10 by the end of this trade. I don't know that they're there after this trade because uh, they were trading from a bad farm system in Atlanta. So wh- where are we looking at the A's right now? Yeah, so these guys were number one, number seven, and number nine for Atlanta. They are not that high. 
uh, for Oakland. I'd probably have Kyle Muller as probably round number five or six in the system. Same thing with the Sturry Ruiz. Maybe above like a Max Muncie, but below the Waldachuk, Gellif, Susak level. So okay. kind of that second tier is where I'd have Muller and Ruiz. And then um, Tarnock and and uh, Salinas both are in the mid-teens to maybe a little bit lower, maybe 20s for Salinas. But it's kind of because there's a lot of potential in this system. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've noticed a trend and I'm I'm not going to say it's a it's a market inefficiency that the age are trying to capitalize <laughs> on or anything, but I've noticed a trend, and I, I've t- I touched it on earlier, but it's really hard for contenders to find time for a pitching prospect who's not a slam dunk like number two pitcher mm-hmm. to to learn on the job and to to round into big league form at the big league level. And so some of the trades that you've made, whether it's something like a Ken Waldachuk, a Kyle Muller, things like that, seems like it is very much a let's take advantage of that market inefficiency because we know that these teams aren't going to have a chance to throw Kyle Muller for 25 starts in 2023 unless something bad happens. We can go get him because we value him higher than they do because we have an opening for him to learn and finish developing a job. Uh, People who remember kind of like the big three pitchers in Atlanta, Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. Glavin's first year up, he lost like 15 games. Or <laughs> maybe it was Smoltz. Like the first year some of those guys were up, they lost double-digit games because they got 20, like 25, 30 starts at the big league level. And the Atlanta Braves aren't in a position to do that right now. And so yeah. that's why a guy like a Kyle Muller becomes expendable. Uh, Freddie Tarnock becomes expendable. The Yankees, that's why. Ken Wadachuk becomes uh, – dispensable and I think that Oakland can take advantage of that you get a bunch of pitchers and then you give them an opportunity to work out the more lottery tickets you have the more of a chance one of them's going to cash and mm-hmm. you're going to have a, a dude you know a top a top three of top half of your rotation pitcher out of it I think that that's something that the A's do with a lot of these trades a lot of A's fans are you know done with four to four for one trades myself sometimes included but you know yeah. i try to put a positive spin on everything but i'm like go, go get like two great guys as opposed to like four guys that i'm like yeah whatever but i think that the a's reasoning is they need to win not win but you know get something from all of these trades and say you know uh if you traded for like kyle lewis before you know a while ago uh he had a lot of injuries he was rookie of the year but then injuries again that would have been a, a great prospect, but he he hasn't really panned out at the big league level, but mm-hmm. they would have won the trade on trade day. But I think that they, they try to avoid some of that or, you know, incorporate that into their, uh, their, their thinking a little bit in their valuations so that they can go and get four guys and say one of them needs Tommy John surgery. It doesn't pan out. And then, uh, you know, Hopefully, I mean, they're, they're really banking on Ruiz in this deal. But, uh, you know, if they, they, they bake in some of that stuff so that they get something from these trades as opposed to nothing because they need to hit uh, on, on these things a lot. And also, you said that, uh, you know, Smoltz, Glavin, and uh, Maddox, they, they struggled when they first came up. And I, I got to say, um, it, it sounds like you're saying that the A's are about to win 15 straight AL West titles or some 20. How many? It was a lot. So that... You heard it here if, first. Lindsey Crosby has anointed the Oakland A's AL West gods. 
<laughs> I don't care who it is as long as somebody can stop Houston. I don't care who it is. <laughs> Just somebody needs to knock off the Astros. No, um, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to say this. The A's, only team in baseball in 2022. The Oakland A's lost 102 games. Only team in baseball that swept the Houston Astros in 2022. So who's really go. the World Series champions right now? The A's can do it. Transitive it, property, it's you. There you yeah. go. <laughs> hang, hang that banner. The transitive property World Series. Hang that banner in the park. I love it. Maybe we don't even have to wait till 2024. Maybe they don't all have to lose 15 games this season. Maybe 2023. That, that's when it's happening because they already they can already take the Astros. Easy cake. There you go. <laughs> you you've got their number already. Done. Uh, I love it. Uh, I, I'm feeling better about the trade. I gotta say so. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> The A's also added a bullpen coach, uh, Mike McCarthy, who is a young guy, very into analytics and turning guys around. Um, I, I who was it? it? There was a reliever with the twins. He, he did good work with him. He was like, hey, can you throw this pitch fat, like harder more often? Because you do really well when you do that. Because he'd been going back. Tyler Duffy, that's the one. Um, and so I'm like, hey. Only Tyler Duffy. Yeah, just Tyler Duffy. Um, and he turned into like a dominant reliever. So uh, I, I want to know, like maybe Mike McCarthy is... I keep putting guys on his plate. I'm like, hey, go fix Adrian Martinez. Teach him a two-seamer. And then uh, here's three more prospects from the Braves. Do He's going to have a lot of work cut out for him, but uh, the A's brought him in. Maybe, maybe he can really sprinkle sprinkle some fairy dust on some of these guys and turn him into some, some really quality arms. I'm very intrigued. He's one of those really interesting blends of baseball experience. I mean, he made it to double A as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as education. He's got Mm -hmm. a bachelor's of science from Cal State Bakersfield. He has an MBA. He's working on a master's degree in sports Mm -hmm. and health science. And so he's really on that new wave of understands baseball from an experience level. He's done Mm -hmm. it. He's failed. He knows, like, he he can understand why things happen. But then analytically, he also understands the science behind why these things are happening. And so those are the bridge guys that you need to not only embrace analytics, but to explain them and get the players to buy in. And like you said, he has experience getting players to buy in and making them into better pitchers. And so I think it's a great hire. He did a triple A uh, El Paso. Mm-hmm. I was talking to their radio man a, a couple months ago, and he had great things to say about the work that Mike McCarthy did in triple A El Paso uh, with that pitching staff. So great hire, feel really good about what he can do going forward. Very, very, uh, I, I want to see what he does with the A's, honestly. Uh, I have nothing but high hopes for, for Mike McCarthy. Not the one that you're thinking of, the A's one. <laughs> but that is all that we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked on A's and Locked on MLB Prospects your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, it's available on this app, it's available on YouTube, it's available wherever you get podcasts. So wherever you're watching or listening to this, go find Peter Bukowski in that handsome face of his, because you, you, you want to see it. So go to YouTube, check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time and making A's fans hopefully feel a lot better about this trade now that we've had a sleep. You probably didn't win it, but you didn't fail. I'd give it a, I'd give it a C, maybe C minus. Okay, I, I, I'm okay with that. 
C's get degrees, my friend. There you go. <laughs> C's get degrees. All right. Uh, that's all that we got for you guys today. Make sure to follow Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked On A's on YouTube. I'm at by Jason B. Lindsay, where can the people find you? And uh, so I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. The email LockedOnBeProspects at gmail.com. All right, but that is all that we got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.